following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And welcome to a Carpe Omnia edition of Mick Shots. <laughs> it's Giants Week, and we are seizing everything this week mm-hmm. on Mick Shots. And so it I just starts, grab everything? It starts with everyone in attendance for the first time That's this right. week. We grab It's Everson. the return. It's the return this of Everson This is the Rawls. only show that means anything. Yesterday right. did not happen. Uh, okay. That's why we are <laughs> Carpeing Omnia today, seizing everything on this day. Seizing everything. Whatever you heard prior to today has no merit whatsoever. And we're getting you ready for Cowboys Giants on Sunday night. We got the former Cowboy and the former Giant Everson Walls here. That's We've right. got Mickey Spagnola. I always forget about that. <laughs> who <laughs> is a, has been a giant in the media community for so many decades and decades. We have. Football players on a football field. They're back to work today. Sweating. It's time to get going here. Unfortunately, we have a wall between us and the football field, so we can't see. So now you're complaining about the new podcast studio. <laughs> Why didn't they eliminate the wall yeah. so that we can see the field? i got to say, Spags, that would have been very cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah, we should be looking right out at the doggone we need practice a, field. We need a wireless mic to go out and watch practice. <laughs> Well, we there are cameras everywhere, so you just need to tap into one of these cameras around right. the star in Frisco mm-hmm. and be able to watch for yourself. All right, so so much to get to, so little time to get there. And Mickey, you want to explain your C's everything? Well, with Mike McCarthy at a press conference, and yes. he, he had told the media earlier what the theme of the season would be would be revealed game week, and he revealed it to the team this morning. Mm-hmm. Carpe omnia, the theme for the season. So Sees everything. If you remember last year, they put a mural up on the underneath the hallway, over the hallway there, uh, where the overhang is from the first floor to the second floor, and it had a bunch of bulls running or whatever to mm-hmm. go to go with their uh, theme of the year last year. Well, the, the there was a plastic covering over it on Monday. So I'm assuming they, they pulled they the cord, the, and there's going to be a new mural there for big the reveal. day. Yes, yes, a reveal. You could just write it in, in Sharpie, couldn't you? I mean, I'm going to see. I'm, have to get so. I want to see what the mural's going to be mm. to explain sees everything. Well, so last year it was what? Good question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I thought remember. I was the only one with the <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Attorney, don't ask questions you don't know the answer right. to. <laughs> Uh, but McCarthy did say that, uh, frankly, probably the players should speak on it because I'll be curious how much they paid attention uh, this morning uh, during the team meeting. The, the team big... meetings are earlier than usual, right, because the heat and the uh, – well, they, have, they went with an earlier outside. schedule. They went with an earlier schedule last week due mm. to the heat, but now it's game week. It doesn't matter that the high is going to be 102 <laughs> well, today. We're going to keep a regular 105 have you, tomorrow. Have uh-huh. you you watched when you called me? Yeah. The U.S. Open last uh-huh. night, and that's where the Cowboys are going to play that first game. Yeah. And those tennis players have been suffering for the last two days, and at night 
by the way. Changing where socks the temperature, and shoes. Changing shoes because yeah, they were so wet. Yeah. 90 degree weather with almost 60% humidity. And uh, they can't, they're, they're passing out towels wrapped around ice packs to put on their shoulders, nice. right? Nice. Uh, so that's you can what use that in some of these golf tournaments. And, and this is a nighttime thing, right? So and this is a night game the Cowboys are going to be right? playing. Yeah. Yes. So this is what they're heading into. So they might as well just go out there and practice and start getting used to it. And they should thank the weather here in Dallas. That'll be 100 degrees again today. Well, mm. it's already here at just past 12 noon in Frisco. It is 95 degrees. And so it'll be 97 at 1 o'clock. That's the temperature that they're practicing in right now. And uh, by the way, it just occurred to me, it just occurred to me the theme last year was resilience. Yeah, somebody just told him in his ear. (laughs) Resilience was the theme last year. He's a genius. That's right. It just comes to him from somewhere. We have producers. I really don't even remember that resilience. I do do now. I do. Um, once they once they get knocked out of the playoffs, though, I put everything. And they were resilient when Dak missed five games and went four and one. Mm-hmm. I thought That's it was right. going to be sustainability. This year, yeah, because you went twelve and five, twelve and five. Now, can you do it three years in a row? But you want to go farther. You want to seize I, everything. I didn't, I didn't this say year. anything about going farther. Uh, no, no. You, but that's, you're right. That's what you got to sustain they're not, they're your success. They're way beyond regular okay, season. We're, we're beyond resilience. Yeah. So we've proven oh, yeah. our resiliency. Yes. Now yes. it's time to seize everything. We're mm-hmm. not just seizing this day. We are seizing everything. Do you remember the last time they've gone three years in a row with double-digit wins? Well, I remember the last time they went two years in a row, which was the early with the mid nineties okay. Super Bowl run. So we have to go back to there. Ninety three, ninety four, ninety no, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, because they won ten games in ninety six. Okay. I, I'm kind of with them on that as well because you 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 don't get tired of it. You don't take it for granted. Right. But you know, twelve and five is good. But I'd rather be the Bengals when they went. Uh, how many games they lose that year? Ten and seven, maybe. Yeah, and they still, they still, they want you to win in the playoffs. Come on, I mean, you got to win. That's it. You got to win in the playoffs. All of that stuff sounds good. We can peak at a particular time because I remember our podcast from a couple the previous years where we were like, oh, okay, we got momentum going in, and, and all that didn't mean a damn thing in, in that second playoff game. And by the way, it is right now in East Rutherford, New Jersey, 92 degrees. We've only got them by three degrees right now, to your point of what's happening at Flushing Meadows. And Sunday, however, there's a cool front coming through this weekend, apparently. The high on Sunday will be 81 degrees with a low of 72. It's only a a cold front. Whoever. There's no such thing as a cool front. It's only a cold front. Only a cold front. As I was uh, walking in today, I was thinking, you know what's going to be really nice? That first cold front that comes through this (laughs) fall, as hot as it's been. I'm looking at rain in the forecast. That that makes me happy. Yeah, And there's a 40% chance of rain on Sunday, by the way, in East Rutherford. So the, the heat, so 92 degrees out there, much hotter than 92 degrees here. Well, I imagine, I imagine the humidity is higher because those guys were suffering last night. 
Seems like population has something to do with it as well. well There's more people there. A lot so of people. <laughs> more crowd. A lot of people. <laughs> Body heat raises it. And there's no there's no roof on that life either, by the way. That, mm. That's right. That wind's going to whip around. And we'll talk Brandon Aubrey coming up here in just a little mm. bit. But I think we need to talk Tyler Smith first. Yes. What's going on with Tyler Smith? Uh, Everson, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this uh, since you were out yesterday, mm-hmm. but Tyler Smith had to leave practice on Monday. With a tight hamstring, which Dr. Jerry called. That's what Jerry called? Yeah. I want to hear the official report. And they, they uh, he kind of walked out of practice and was supposed to get an MRI yesterday, and Mike McCarthy said today that he would be limited and with Britt Brown, uh, their rehab uh, trainer, uh, today, and they'd see where it would go going forward. Now, when Jerry explained it, he said after practice, when they reassessed the injury, it wasn't as serious as they originally thought and that it shouldn't affect his game status for Sunday. So we'll see where this one goes. Because That as, was the one guy on the offensive line I wasn't concerned about. Right? Injury the, young, the youngest guy, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and and uh, so we'll see. Um, and I guess we can discuss uh, potential backup guards. Um, I, I don't know that they want to go there. But, um, you know... First of all, Chuma Doga has played both positions, guard and tackle. I don't know how well he's played them, but he has played And what's them. his injury status? Uh, he's back in practice oh with God. pads on. He, this again. He suffered a bone <laughs> bruise from a hyperextended knee. Uh, he was in practice these last couple times. So we're thinking he's available. And then after that, uh, how they were practicing with the second team line. Uh, awesome Richards was the left guard, but that doesn't mean he would take over because they've also have TJ Bass, who's just been playing on the right side. And by the way, those last two that Mickey just mentioned, those are both rookies. One right. a fifth round draft pick, Awesome Richards, and one and an one undrafted, undrafted TJ Bass. And so this is this is uh, you know the bed they made with the backup offensive line. Um, so we'll see how this kind of sorts itself out. They also have used uh, on the practice squad now Brock Hoffman, uh, who's uh, ostensibly the backup center, but he played some guard also. I don't think he played all that well, so I think that's why he's kind of the center. So those are their their choices at this point, if indeed they have to find a guard. And so you you did not mention Sean Harlow on the practice squad. I did. Former New York right. Giant who started three games for the Arizona Cardinals last year. Yeah. Who arrived uh, after the roster And I think down. he's started, uh, where's my note, eight games in 33 that he's played in the league. But they still got him listed at 6'4", 285. It's a little small for my guard. But he's at least played, so you could elevate him. Bottom line and may is they have need to get to that it. hamstring well. Yeah, they may have to do it anyway to be a backup just in case because he can back up center and guard. Remember the good old days when the culture for this team was 
offensive lineman, running game. Well, it was until you they know. got one injury. <laughs> one injury that's, Well, that's, that's kind of the spot. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Look around the league. Look all the other teams that are having problems with injuries, right? Did, uh, who was the tight end yesterday uh, got hurt? Um, uh, Travis Kelsey, Travis the best Kelsey. tight end in the league. Yeah, lane. yeah. And he may not play in the opener. Um, Tomorrow night, Kansas City and Detroit. Probably not, huh? By the way, Sean Harlow, you've talked about him being 285 pounds. At the combine, he was 6'4", 303 pounds. <laughs> well, then he shrunk. <laughs> somebody's BS. Someone, someone's using a college bio or a high school bio on him. For their says right weight. here, 6'4", 284, that was printed yesterday. It was printed yesterday, but we don't know where that information came from. <laughs> the combine is usually pretty accurate. On At one point in his life, he was 303 so pounds. So what, what bio would they have looked at? <laughs> Maybe that the Oregon State to college. Bio. <laughs> Wherever he went to high school. Yeah. There's a, in the program, he was 285 pounds. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so but uh, he looks two eighty four. On the anyway. on the bright side on the offensive line, Everson, um, Terrence Steele, five year mm -hmm. extension. Wow, eighty seven million dollars, and that I th I say is the best thing that happened in the preseason and training camp. He's good to go after a multiple ligament surgery in December. How's he look? Looks like. Terrence of course, we Steele. wouldn't know because they haven't played in any games, but we have seen them in practice. He looks good. Looked yep. good in training camp. Um, moving well. $50 million guaranteed. Well, I, I, it's good you guys brought up the future because I have Nate from Frisco. It's telling me to get out of the past. So I agree with that. I'm not going to worry about the culture that we had. I'm going to worry about the culture that we're building. All right. All right. Thank you, Nate from Frisco. And we're going to look ahead now here on Mix Shots. When we come back in a moment, I've taken a look ahead to the New York Giants. And you don't want to underestimate this team when we come back. I am estimating. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. 
tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. And we are back here on Mix Shots. And we've got a b- big f- and producer. There we go. Feedback going here. <laughs> we got an update on Sean Harlow. I pulled up his uh, bio from Oregon State. And uh-huh. at one point in his life, he weighed 310 pounds. <laughs> his, weight, his weight is going up. He's shrinking. Uh, right now he's shrinking. At one point, he was 310 pounds. And then at the combine, he was 303. <laughs> Three or whatever I said, and now he's 285 pounds. So Bill's he's been out in this heat too much. <laughs> he's suggesting they went back to his high school bio. Yeah. So what uh, was your high school bio? Uh, I was about 135 pounds. Probably. Man, for real? No, no. I was gonna say was close. I could see <laughs> that tall and that skinny. Mine, mine was uh, 125. 125 as a sophomore. It's one thing if you're and your wrestled. height and 125. It's another thing if you're 6'4". <laughs> and you're only 285, right? And I wrestled at 112, by the way. You wrestled? Oh, yeah. Did Two you years. know this? He lost at 112. <laughs> he lost every wrestling match at 112. No, I, I beat guys on my own team to get a shot at wrestling. Oh, you beat those guys. How'd you, do? You, do? you beat those guys. How do you do against guys from other schools? <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? Uh, I got beat by one everybody point in the third in the third period. What do you mean everybody? Who did you beat? <laughs> at one twelve. One twelve. Yeah. Who did you beat? You don't have to be big. You're going to wrestle somebody that's one twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Right, you can find them. Can you find some people that small? Well, they had back then. One oh, people have gotten bigger since then. Yeah, you know. there was a one oh five weight class, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's shocking. Well, you guys didn't you didn't have wrestling no. in high school? You think, in Texas, we don't grow them that small. Do I look like a wrestler? Well, not you. No, MacArthur, my, my alma mater, MacArthur, we were 9-21 and 21 in basketball ever soon, but we were the state champs in wrestling. I think we'd wrestling. beat him at Bergner even. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, update on Sam Williams. Uh, he's got a foot injury, and sounds like he was working with Britt also today. So I think it's a toe-type thing, and... Uh, this has lingered for a couple, a week or so. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he can make it. And, you know, I think they asked uh, Mike about Donovan Wilson, but he hasn't practiced yet in pads. So there's no way he's, he's playing. He's really Sunday. going through it, right? I mean, yeah, they're being careful. Yeah. They, they understand that there's no sense rushing him back. Plus, he needs a ramp up period. So I would imagine he misses the first 
maybe even the second game before they send him out there. He's the kind of guy that would probably hurt himself again. Because he would go out there, yeah, right? and just go all out. And fly yeah. around and mm-hmm. yeah, not be careful. And it's a, it was that uh, high calf injury that he mm-hmm. suffered. Anything else on your legal pad from McCarthy's press conference or any other news we need to get to before I throw something out here? Um, I think that was the highlights. All right, the New York Giants. That was part of his press conference, too, by the way. Oh, they actually asked a question about the New York Giants. They asked him if there's a chance because the Cowboys have won 10 of the last 11 against the Giants that Mm -hmm. they would be overlooking their division opponent. (laughs) And what was his answer to that? Uh... He said, we are aware of it. We're aware of the success, but last year doesn't mean anything this year. You know, if you look at last year, of course, the Cowboys finished 12-5. and five. They beat the Giants twice. 23-16, 28-20 with a late touchdown. The Giants finished 9-7-1 and one last Correct. year. And with a wild card win over Minnesota before losing in the division round to Philadelphia. Okay. You change the result of the Cowboys Giants two games, and the Giants are eleven five and one, and the Cowboys were ten and seven last year. What that? What does that mean? It I mean, know. It means, I'm with you on that. One. No, <laughs> it, it means these game, How important oh, these games well, are? Yeah, they're all important. If the Cowboys don't win those two games against the Giants last year, it flips them in the in the standings, and the Cowboys are on the cusp of not making the playoffs. Well, if the Giants hadn't gone one zero and one against Washington and, and but, won both of those, but games, we're talking Cowboys versus Giants. They went one four and one in the NFC East last year. All right. When's what the last, is the, when's the last time the Giants have beaten the Cowboys? 20... I wrote it down. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. You got your media guide right there. In the meantime, all right. What is the perception of the NFC East? That it's on pretty paper, strong. On paper, who's finishing first, who's finishing second, who's finishing third, who's finishing fourth? On What's the... What's the perception out there? The perception is Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. That's right. And the last time they lost to the Giants was the final game of the 2020 COVID season uh, in New York, 23-19. If the Giants played in the NFC North, who would be the favorite to win the NFC North this year? The favorites for the, for the NFC. If, if the Giants played in the NFC North with Minnesota, Chicago, Green Bay, and Detroit, who would be the favorite to win the North? Detroit. That's what I would say. I would say the Giants. Because they're already the favorites to win. Last they are, I but saw. Minnesota's but the defending put, champ. You put oh, the Giants yeah. in there. Yeah. But Minnesota, <clears throat> with a 13-win season last year, is the defending champ. And, and New they, York beat them in the playoffs last right. year. And New York. And the point is, uh, NFC South. If the Giants are in the NFC South, who who would be the favorite to win the NFC South? Yeah, Giants. Giants would be. And the Giants have improved markedly from last year, what they've done with their roster, too. Well, they, they improved from the beginning of last year to the end they, of last year They did as that, well. too. Yeah. That's right. Now, they did remember the first game last year, I believe, it was against Tennessee, and they went for two-point conversion. Brian Dable set the tone <laughs> for the entire season by deciding to go for two. They got it. They won, and um, 
Good you know, thing. Otherwise, they'd have been eight, eight, and one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the question. What if they didn't make the fourth and two? Then what would their record be? That's what we need to look at. <laughs> I, I think they're greatly improved. Uh, and, it, and it all comes down to the step Daniel Jones took last year. Is it for real? Is, is, is this what he is getting going forward? Because they were ready to not offer him a contract to keep him for his fifth year. But I, I think that all went along with they weren't running the ball well either. Right. I think the better and they weren't running the ball last year, then the better he got. And they weren't protecting him. Because mm-hmm. I think they gave up the most sacks in the league mm-hmm. last year. The Cowboys, in two games, had eight sacks against Jones. Well, it wasn't the most sacks in the league, but it was 49 sacks they gave up. They did. Okay. I know uh, no Denver gave up like 60 sacks, Russell Wilson. All right. <laughs> but they shored you up their call offensive call the coach's line. name. Why would you call Russell's name? You can call the coach's <laughs> name. <laughs> so Barkley did run for 1,300 yards last year, right? 10 touchdowns. But not against the Cowboys. Any game that they were successful, it was because of – well, in a game that Jones was successful is because Barkley was running the ball. Right. And they were fourth in the league in rushing last year, mm-hmm. the Giants were. But they added Darren Waller at tight end. Okay. That's a significant upgrade, wouldn't you say? that is. <laughs> They're starting a rookie center. Right. And the Second other th- round draft pick, John other, Michael Schmitz. The other thing that stood out to me is they're starting two cornerbacks mm-hmm. are rookies. Mm-hmm. Now, one of them, first round pick, Deontay Banks, uh, but Dre, Trey Hawkins the third is their other starting running back. Starting running back? I mean, cornerback, <laughs> sorry. Sixth round draft pick mm-hmm. out of Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. So you think the Cowboys are just going to eat them up then? Throw the ball. <laughs> See, we're getting away from that. That's how that's how we got in trouble in the playoffs last year. We didn't run the ball enough. So I think we need to continue. Stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. They added on their defensive line. Yes. Okay, they already have Dexter Lawrence, Pro right. Bowler last year, Leonard Williams, and they added Ashawn Robinson from right. the Rams along with Raheem Nunez-Rochez, who started 10 games for Tampa Bay last year. So they got a, a, more of a rotation going on that offensive, on that defensive line. Kayvon Thibodeau, if you'll recall, last year when the Cowboys played them the first game of the year, it was his first game. He was coming back from an injury, mm-hmm. and he wasn't 100% that game. Um, was he 100% when they had him beaten 28-13 to 13 before that late touchdown? Well, I'm not sure. Oh, that was, uh, yeah. By the way, Point being, who was that? Thibodeau who was, was who the was fifth the guy, pick in the draft last year. Who was the guy you said? Which one? The first one they added? Not after. Sean Robinson. No, next one. Raheem Nunez-Rochez. Well, how come he's not on their depth chart? Well, maybe, maybe he's hobbled. I don't know. Well, he's not on there too deep. Bobby Okereke, linebacker. Yes. That's another guy they've added. Is he any good? You know who was starting for them at uh, linebacker late in the season last year? Jalen Smith. That's right. Thought he'd slip that by me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, 
I agree with the coach that there's no reason to, and the the premise of the question, taking this team lightly, there is no way anyone in that locker room is taking the Giants lightly. Well, if you go and look at the uh, video boards that have the daily schedule, Mm -hmm. at the bottom it says division game, kind of highlighted. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's not an easy opener, and it's an important game because it's a division game, right? It's not just that. I mean, you know, we talked about the NFC East about three years ago being like at the bottom of the NFL, and now they are not that. It was this time last year Mm -hmm. we were talking about the NFC East not being very strong and surprised everyone. Uh, Exactly, right out of the box. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know that that's that is no more. The NFC East is, was always strong against the other opponents, and that's the amazing thing about the NFL now, and why there is so much anticipation for this weekend and the start of games, because across the board in the league, we really have no idea what these teams are going to look so, like. You know, because we, there's nothing to go on now. In the past, years ago, decades ago, mm-hmm. they were playing four to six preseason games. We had a pretty good idea what the first teamers were doing, and and we have no idea now across you, the board. You can thank the Giants and obviously Philly for really bringing up the status and Washington of the NFC East. Yeah, Washington was a 500 team. They last went year. eight, mm-hmm. eight and one, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So and they're going to start one and zero this year. Who they got? Arizona. Okay. Oh, God. Is that like playing Eastern Kentucky? <laughs> Until they get their crap I didn't together. say Grambling Until State either, by the way. <laughs> Arizona is likely starting a quarterback, Joshua Dobbs, who arrived there a week and a half ago. Well, they cut somebody and then— They cut Colt McCoy. Colt mm-hmm. McCoy, and then right. somebody got else got hurt? They had already signed uh, or gotten in a trade Joshua Dobbs from Cleveland. Okay. And, uh, and it's—yeah. I'm scared to ask who the backup is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we continue with more mix shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. 
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the feeling of game day every day at Miller Lighthouse at the Star, now open just steps away from Tostitas Championship Plaza. Miller Lighthouse features a cooler full of grab-and-go beverages and snacks, tailgate games, a recharging lounge, Dallas Cowboys photo op, and complimentary concierge services. For more info, visit starinfrisco.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Light. Sound like you need a question mark. So I want to know the recharging (laughs) lounge. Is that for you to regenerate your body in this heat or to plug something in? Hmm. Hmm. It could serve both purposes. Both purposes. Because you could recharge yourself with a Miller Light, right? That's right. And Miller Lite, a proud sponsor of Mix Shots, or at least in the past they've been a proud sponsor of Mix Shots. We'll see if that continues here. And by the way, we were talking Giants. Their nine wins last year was the most since 2016. And it was their first playoff victory since the 2011 season. Mm-hmm. How'd they do that year in the playoffs? Was that the year they beat the Cowboys in the final game it's of the like, season? It's like the, the only – outside of last year, the only two years that they had success in the playoffs, they won the Super Bowl all those years. Are you looking it up? No, I was just looking because I thought it came down to both teams at the end of the year and they beat the Cowboys in the final game of the season 31-14. Everson, tell me about the uh, organization, the Giants, because it's well-respected. You played for the Giants. It is one of the most well-respected uh, ownership groups going way back. Yeah, way one of the oldest teams. Yep. Yeah. What was it like playing for the Giants? It was about like being uh, in Dallas with under Tech Tramp, uh, under Tom Landry. They, they brought a lot of that New York style, that New York attitude to the Cowboys. Very conservative in everything that they did at the time. Uh, they might have been cheaper than the Cowboys. George <laughs> Young was just as tough to negotiate with uh, against as Gil Brandt. And, you know, back then it was all about attitudes mm-hmm. in the, in the uh, front office. And that they had a very uh, prickly attitude about everything. Uh, you won't get far arguing against the machine, you know what I mean? And they are going to be what they are, 
And I think the only exception they may have had back in those Parcells days was how they dealt with Lawrence Taylor. He was the only exception. Everyone else that they dealt with, it was pretty much status quo. It, it was just a, a tightly run ship. We're going to be conservative. Our coaches are going to be conservative. And that, that's just the way it was. You, can't, you couldn't find any off-the-field issues. You couldn't find any personalities there outside of... Uh, unless it was Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor. Yeah. which, by the way, I first time I uh, went there for prior to a Cowboys game, and it might have been 86 season, 86, it wasn't 87. I'm going to say 85, 86. And so Parcells does his little deal in this big room, sits down like he's at the head of the table with all the writers and... Uh, dominating the entire day, mm -hmm. no question was a good question. Right? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? How did you write that? You know, <laughs> it was it was it was like it was almost like a, a a sitcom, right? And so you go into the locker room, and everybody's supposed to be in the locker room, right? Except Lawrence Taylor, mm -hmm. and he made an entrance kind of close to the time period that you could be in there, and and uh, yeah, they treated him just a little different than everybody else. Well, I mentioned 2011. That was a Super Bowl winning season for the Giants, as was 2007. Prior to that, it was 1990. The Giants won the Super Bowl. And, Mickey, do you happen to know who led the team in interceptions that year in 1990? Mm. Must have been Everson Walls. Mm. He had six picks Sounds that familiar. year in 16 well, starts for the Giants. Well, didn't they win the, the Super Bowl in 2007? Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 11. and 11 That's and 7. And, seven. and back seven. in 1990. And Everson also had a pick in the playoffs. That was fun. I almost scored. God, if I was Dion, damn it, I would have been gone. <laughs> I would have been gone. By the way, but you... he had the big tackle in that game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that surprised everybody. What that you tackled? <laughs> Me too. And if you were, and if you were Dion, would you have made the tackle? Heck no. Well, no. <laughs> Dion would have just chased him down. No, you know that's the drama there. I would have if I would have made that tackle. According to Parcells, it was over. Which, was by over. the way, and I'm glad I didn't know that. At the time. I don't know if they added it. Do they have an outdoor practice facility? Yes. At well, yeah, they, they co it's covered now. It is covered. Yeah, they have it covered. Oh, okay. Because back then they didn't, right? We practiced in the stadium. Right. That's what I thought. I mean, that's what I mean by blue collar. We practiced in the stadium. We're out there playing flag football before the, the home game the next day. Yeah, no one's out there sweeping anything up. No, you know, no vacuuming up the turf. It's just, you know. It's just the, the most exciting thing about that team was that it was next to New York City. Well, they spent some money because I read where they got a new, uh, they put in a new turf in the stadium mm -hmm. at, at MetLife. And they're calling for a blue out, meaning everybody's supposed to wear blue. That doesn't have any big impact. You think that's going to affect White the, is more, you know, because it's It stands glare, out. It stands out, but blue, you know. Well, their seats are blue, aren't they? Yeah, it's just blue. <laughs> it's just blue. That's why when, when they when they built uh, FedEx Field, and they they made the seats colored like red or or uh, 
gold or yellow, whatever some of them were. I thought it was to hide the fact that there was people missing because <laughs> it looks like everything's red, right? Everybody had their they, jerseys they on. They should have uh, changed to red uniforms. I think things and, are, and worn red. Things are going to change there with the new ownership, by mm -hmm. the way. They might even get them a new stadium, which that stadium is not that old. It's right? not. They just got it. It was 97, 98, somewhere in there. Well, there was a new baseball park built here <laughs> 30 years after the last one was built. Well, of course, the mistake there was. Not there was... sure what's happening under the roof these days. Because <laughs> the ball doesn't seem to stay in the stadium, or at least the playing field. Are you, have you fallen off the Ranger bandwagon ever since? No, this I have summer not. You were, I'm still yeah. on it. I am still on it. By the way, on that, topic, yeah, on that topic, yeah. no one should have expected the Rangers to win last night. Nathan Evaldi was pitching in a game for the first time in That's seven weeks. That's how desperate they were. That, 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 yeah. They, he hadn't pitched. He hadn't. No rehab Stint, no, no nothing. No. He hadn't pitched in a game since July 18th against a pitcher, Fram, a Framber Valdez for the Astros, who had threw two no-hitters in the last month, a nine-inning no-hitter and a seven-inning no-hitter. All he had done was bullpen sessions. I trust the manager. So it's all I, about tonight. I trust Bochy. It's know. all about tonight. I think he has. Scherzer versus Verlander tonight. Mm, nice. Like It'd be nice one? if we could all watch it on TV. <laughs> Why can't we? I can. No. Oh. Okay, well, I can't. I don't have it either at home, but I watch it at work. Oh. That was a Valley Sports comment. <laughs> I am going to watch it somewhere. Can't I? Can I watch it? You have to go somewhere, maybe. Oh, okay. You but, know what I've done? I turn going old school, listen on the radio. Yeah. I can't imagine wait. that. Mickey's got old school. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Do you still have like the big satellite out in front of your house? Do what? You know the big satellite. Big dish? satellite. I've never had one. No, if he had that, he'd have direct TV. He'd be yes. able to get Valley Sports. That's right. <laughs> Golly. All right. Um, our final couple of minutes here mm -hmm. of mix shots. And by the way, we, we need a mix shot. Was that your mix shot? Uh, yeah, it was. Too uh, late. By the way, we're. Um, uh, John Schmelk's going to join us tomorrow, give us an update on the Giants. Okay. So we can look forward to mm -hmm. that in our final... Because clearly what I said about the Giants today didn't impress either one of you. We want somebody that actually knows if they practiced outdoors or they were practicing <laughs> under a roof because of the oppressive heat in New York City. And we'll find out about that guy that you mentioned. I can't find Joaquin Nunez Roches. Yeah. Okay. If you uh, let me ask you this, Roches. What is it that you most want in our last couple of minutes? What yeah. is it you're looking forward to most from the Cowboys on Sunday night? Seeing on that field, whether it's an individual player. Um, I want to see this offense get off to a faster start than they did last year, if you remember the season opener. Uh, they scored all of three points in the season opener against Tampa Bay that they ended up scoring all those points against them the year before. Um, and since they've added some new dimensions to the offense – uh, to see if it is as dynamic as it was in almost 
every game last year that Dak Prescott played, except for the first one, the last one, and <laughs> the second playoff game. That seems to be accurate. And what are you looking forward to, Everson? I am looking forward to them stop adhering to the narratives. You know, I think they need to realize that there's no one out there more important than who's in that locker room. And there are times when they come play a game that they don't trust each other. I wish, I, I hope that they come into each game, um, how can I say, feeling like it's them against the world. Because it really is. You can talk about all the fans you have out here. Some of your own Cowboy fans don't even trust you. And I think they need to have more trust in themselves. As long as they trust themselves all season long, I feel better about them. Well, look who's there. It was back up. <laughs> defensive I was sitting here. I've been, nose tackle. I've been searching for what's going on with that's Raheem his, Nunez Roaches. Mickey says he's not on the depth chart. <laughs> I was like, is there an injury? What's going on? And so, so I'm doing all this this search on so the internet trying to find to an injury on Raccoon Nunez Roches. No, no, wait. So you always have to chart. consider the source is what <laughs> exactly. you're saying. No, you know what it is? <laughs> if the source can't be trusted. If, you know if everybody it, else's his, name, his name is, is so long <laughs> that it's in a smaller it's type. It's smaller type. It's like in six point. It yeah, looks like a box that score. That should catch your eye as well, No, it certainly. didn't. I just saw Sean Robinson. I started there <laughs> with the little, big names. It's a little smaller font size. Yeah. Well, that mystery is solved. Thank you, Scott. Right. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, How, I, I spent all morning looking at the Giants, and I had all this stuff built up, and then I, he throws me this curveball. We, we don't have time to, to cover his he, ass He gives show. me this curveball that Raheem Nunez Roaches isn't even on their depth chart. I just scanned it. and I don't see him. <laughs> it, it was like the pitcher right in the box there. score. Right there. <laughs> Right, right where we expected him to be. Exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. He's in that rotation on the Thank defensive God line. Thank God we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> okay. And no one still cares. I, I figured they they don't even think he's important. They put <laughs> it in not. such small <laughs> he type. He is not. He's one of their big free agents. <laughs> well, why is he back up? Well, because mm-hmm. they do a rotation, just like oh. the Cowboys. Why did the Cowboys pick oh, Mozzie Smith God. their first-round draft pick? And <laughs> he's, he's not, not ready. He's, he's not starting, is he? No, he's That's not ready. Right, but he is going to play. They do have Jihad Ward. Yes, they do. You recognize that name? Yep. Okay. Yep. At the University of Illinois. All right. By way of the Cowboys. There you go. All right. We uh, will see you again maybe tomorrow here on Mix Shots at high noon. You think our practice uh, part is over with? They're going to cancel this show. That's what they're going to do. Go Cowboys. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?